You're listening to the Tan Talk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Has a gun the size of a fist. 86 carats. Do you know something that I've done? Jeez, it's flawless. Where? London. London. You know, fish, chips, cup of tea, Mary Poppins, London. What do I know about diamonds? I'm a boxing promoter. I've got a bare knuckle fight, so I want to use the pie key. Best of Ah. What? You're going to have to repeat that. Best of You what? What is a gun doing in your trousers? Protection. Protection from what? The Germans. <laughs> the case and give me the stone. The only man who knew the combination. You just shot. Getting heartburn. Tony, do something terrible. Where is the stone? Heavy. Shut up and sit down, you big bald. So what should I fight? You can call me Susan if it makes you happy. I don't care if it's Mohammed, Imard, Bruce Lee. We're going down in the fourth round. Whoops. Anything to declare? Yeah, don't go to England. Sauce frame furniture and the uh, scarf cushions with uh, matching circular corners. Did you understand the single word? What did you say? Tonight on Nostalgic Cars and Radios, it's... No, it's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hi, this is Nick Mason from Pink Floyd, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Welcome, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Run to your computers and Google TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. 
Don't forget, if you missed any of our past shows, you can check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports, as well. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Gulfstream Motorsports. And be sure and check out the Speed Culture app. Bobby, where do they find Speed Culture? Why, you just go to your phone's app store. You can go to Apple App Store or Google Play Store and find Speak Search Speed Culture app and download it. It's free. Now, tell us about Speed Culture app. What exactly is Speed Culture app? Let's just say I don't know. I've never heard of it before. Tell me about Speed Culture. Well, Speed Culture app is a, a, mobile, is a comprehensive mobile app that uses the uh, location services on your phone to locate car shows nearby or as far away, basically, from you as you would like, or as close to you as you'd like, based on your phone's GPS. Also, it features podcasts, interviews from Nostalgic Radio and Cars, feeds from magazines such as uh, DuPont, Sports Car Market, market, Hemmings, Jalopnik, and Car Driver, and so on and so on and so on. And And YouTube videos. And YouTube videos, that's right. And also, they can go to the Speed Culture app website as well if they need more information. Speedcultureapp.com. That's right. Now, speaking of which, it is now the official Speed Culture App Minute, correct? So, what do we got going on this weekend? Well, the first thing we got going on this weekend, the big deal is the DuPont Registry Cars and Coffee, right? And the big news is, is DuPont Cars and Coffee is now going to be a franchise opportunity. So, for everybody listening across the United States of America and into Europe and into the Far East, the Mideast, and everywhere around the globe, you can contact our good friends at DuPont Registry. Or you can go through us, and you can be a member, a franchise member, of the DuPont Registry Cars and Coffee concept. Pretty cool, right, Bobby? That is cool. Okay, so uh, let's see what else we got going on this weekend. I'll see Miami Hollywood Reunion Race. That's on our uh, Speed Culture app. Let me whip up the Speed Culture app on my phone real quick. Let me grab my phone. Big shout-out to Ice Ice Jeffy if you're listening. Yes, Jeffy, Jeffy, he is the... Yo, VIP. I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage and watch a chump like a kid. Souped up tempo, I'm on a roll, it's time to go solo. Rolling, in my 5.0, put my rag top down so my hair can blow. The girl is on standby, waiting just to say hi. Did you stop? No, I just drove, I kept on, pursuing to the next stop. I bust a left and I'm heading to the next block. The block was dead, yo, so I continue to A1A. Let's kick it. The innovator, the man behind the curtain, the Oz, if you will, who came up with the Speed Culture app concept, right? Of course, he wouldn't be able to do it completely on his own 100% without the help of yours truly, because I'm the car guy. So I've had to put my two cents in. And, of course, Bobby, you know, since he's much more savvy than I am with the uh, modern technology and the social marketing. I work with the users. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I am the uh, user... User relations uh, manager. That's it. User relations manager. Actually, you know what? Here's how the whole thing came about, really, is because what happened was is I came up with this idea about expanding our website. And I wanted to do this comprehensive uh, website that included all the shows and stuff like that around the, let's say, the tri-state area. And then Jeff goes, no. Websites were a thing of the past. Apps are in. And he says, I've been working on an app for years and years and years, but, you know, people just uh, don't have enough. There's not enough users on the phones, right? And, of course, I looked at you, and I go, what's an app? And you said, well, yeah, Dad, apps are really what's in. So seven months later, 
Jeffy whips this thing up. Now, it wasn't like he whipped it up. This took a lot, a lot of work on Jeffy's part to put this thing together, okay? So we're pretty proud of it. Now, eight weeks into it, we have been averaging, seriously, 800 users. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it's eight weeks into it. Think of Facebook. Think of Google. Think of Yahoo. Think of all that stuff, right, Bobby? Eight weeks, 800 users, that's we're 100, averaging 100 a week. Yeah, and our projection was to have 1,000 by the end of December. Guess what? We are probably right on it's track. looking good. Looking real good. Okay, so anybody wants to find out more about it, please visit our website, speedcultureapp.com. Big shout-out to our good friends over there at uh, Hollywood Wheels. Mike, if you're listening, yes, we didn't forget Hollywood Wheels. We're doing our annual auction at Amelia Island. That's our big event. That's, that's kind of like my baby. Again, you know, I got, uh, how do I say this? I got... Motivated because we're doing a special all Porsche sports car only auction at Amelia Island, March 11th. Now, you always hear me talking about four major events a year. Well, Scottsdale is right around the corner. Okay, Scottsdale, which is the Scottsdale Collector Car Week. Barrett-Jackson, Russo and Steel, Goodings, Bonhams, Silvers. Yeah, there you go, Bobby. Let's see what else we got going on there. Uh, oh, yeah, R&M. And did I forget? Did I name all six? Let's see. Russo and Steel, Barrett Jackson, Goodings, RM, Silver, and Bottoms. Yeah, that's it. So I got all of them in there. That is the place to go. You got to go to Scottsdale Car Week. The next most important event, automotive event during the uh, year is Amelia Island. And Amelia Island is probably, I'm not even going to say it's second to Monterey, but it's equally as good. It's an Eastern United States version of. Monterey Car Week. So we have the Amelia Island Collector Car Week. And of course we have the... You're giggling, Bobby. Who called? Well, we have uh, uh, the... The wizard you were discussing The earlier. wizard! The, <laughs> the, the wizard of the wizard of speed culture's on. <laughs> Jeffy, are you there? Yes, I am here. I am here. The wizard. The man behind... You know, you're supposed to be behind the closet. I mean, behind the curtain. But now you're out. Oh, okay. Well... Um, yeah, I'm definitely not out of the closet. <laughs> well, no, no, you're never in the closet. You're just behind the curtain. The man, you know, with the, when the little Toto runs behind there and pulls the curtain away. But anyway, I was talking about uh, speed culture, obviously. And, of course, now I'm just kind of going down the rundown. Okay, so in Amelia Island, we've got our auction, which is the Amelia Island Select Auto Retro. And then we've got the Sun Saturday auction, which is we got some amazing cars. Let me tell you about some of the cars we got coming to Amelia Island this year. We've got uh, this really cool Mercedes AMG SLRS. That's one. And I can say that because it's already published, okay, publicized. We've got the uh, Carrera GT, which is an amazing car. No, countless Porsches, because that's I'm all excited about Porsches. But then even on Saturday, we've got, I mean, some amazing 50s classics. We've got a, a vintage Packard, a 36 Packard coming. We've got some cool hot rods. we got an, a really, for you, Jeff, because you're a big Lamborghini Countach fan, we got not one, but two Countaches, a white one and a red one coming. we got a Ferrari Dino. we got a Ferrari Possibly a La Ferrari coming, but I can't say that just yet. But I just did; it's out of the bag. But anyway, be, be sure and check out the uh, be sure and check out Hollywood Wheels and look at all the stuff we got going on there. All right. Oh, yeah, I got to back up a little bit because the other major event that's taking place in January, two of them. One is our good friends at National Parts Depot. Okay, soon to be a sponsor on Speed Culture App, right? I might add, right, Jeffy? Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're doing the All Ford Show at Silver Springs. Okay, that's uh, sponsored by our good friends up there at National Parts Depot. And then we've got the Cavalino and Mar Larga. Okay, that's also the second week in uh, the around the 20th. There's the guitar show, the guitar um, expedition, exposition. I think that's the right way to say it. That's also in January. And then you've got uh, Mika McKissimmee. I mean, January is slammed, okay? 
But anyway, so that's uh, and all these and, events. And and, 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 that, and that's the big show. Um, oh, that's the big show. A, yeah, there's at least probably 400 other shows that are on the Speed Culture app right now for that same amount of time. Yes, absolutely. So a ton of shows. I mean, the 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 market. You would think that it's winter, you know, and there's be dead, and nobody would have be having shows. I mean, the the market for shows is extremely hot across the country still right now. It's it's just amazing. Um, like I said, we have um, over 1,100 shows on Speed Culture app now. You know, two weeks ago we had 700. Look how fast that's growing. That's 1,100 shows in two weeks. So that's 400 yeah. more shows in two weeks. That's incredible, Jeff. You do yeah, it. And the, the downloads are actually, most of those downloads are from the time when we came back from SEMA. So. Yeah, because the when we when we launched, actually, SEMA was actually our second week, and uh, so right after SEMA, actually, it was on right. Tuesday. We got the Apple approval, and it went exponential after that. Right. So it was the following week from after we got. I mean, we didn't actually get approval on the Apple until November 11th, which is just about a month ago, and we have almost 400 downloads already. Half of the downloads that we have now are almost our Apple. That's so, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean we're 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 growing very very you know pretty fast. I got lots of big updates coming tomorrow um, on the app that I've been working on all day. You know uh, a lot of these, these, we've done a lot of video stuff, we've done a lot of audio stuff. Um, you know we've got some big updates tomorrow that I'm going to be posting. Um, you know that we've I've been working on you know production. So that means that everybody's already uploaded the app or downloaded the app. They'll get these notifications, correct? Right, right. They're, they'll, they can see it on our Facebook page. Um, in the next, after the first of the year, we're going to be building in what's called push notifications, which will basically notify people um, of major events or major things that have been posted to the app or, or whatever. So, you know. Well, we got a busy month ahead of us, don't we? Because we have a lot of yeah. PR work we're doing, so that's that's cool. I mean, like this past weekend, this past weekend I went down to Sarasota, I went to Porsches in the Park at San Armandsky, we brought the tractor down, the Hollywood Wheels tractor, and yours truly was down there kind of working that show event. And then Sunday, you went to a couple events over in uh, Tampa. Tell us about those, because they were some pretty... Yeah, I went, I went to one that's called the Exotic Brunch. Yeah. Um, they It was basically mo it was put on by the uh, a Lotus Club over here. Um, where I where I live over in, near the Brandon area, and and basically there was there was mostly Ferraris there. Uh, there was one Gallardo, and uh, it was free beer. I know, and I missed it. I couldn't even get my Yingling. You're giving away free beer. It's it's at the World of Beer. It's um I think the um, second Sunday of the month every month, and it's called the Exotic Brunch, and it's on the app. Um, but we recently fixed the address. We, thing because they had to uh, google had the wrong address to it for it but uh yeah it's um it's, it's on there well, yeah, you sent me you sent me a picture. I saw a Ferrari Dino over there, a vintage Ferrari. I saw a Ferrari, a vi excuse me, <coughs> a vintage Ferrari uh, 365 GTC, which is one of my favorites, about a 72, 73 car. Last of the big, real cool front-engine 12-cylinder cars. And you said there was countless other late-model Ferraris and Lamborghinis and stuff over there. So, And only a handful of Lotuses, and they're the ones that put on the event. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, we have about um, probably 20, 20 to 30 shows, about 20 shows a day going on on the app um sometimes um some of them sit in the pending area but anything that's happening that comes in that that day or that for this week or whatever is always posted so it, it's um it's it's 
and we've gotten great feedback. You know, you you you've had a lot of people say dope that it was dope. Oh yeah, it's dope. <laughs> you, you, you get a kick out of that. Yeah. And then uh, then we had a really cool couple posts last night. One on Instagram. Uh, that guy that we met last week um, said it was the best app there is, the best car app there is. So, well, yeah. Are you people on dope? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Yeah. The, the 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 good thing is, is if you go online and you check it out, our feedback rating is four point six. So that's good. That's almost five. That's about as yeah, good as you're going to get, right? Works pretty good. Everybody's like it, and, and we're going to be making it even better as we go. Absolutely. All right, Jeff. We got to go to a a, a, a break here because we got our guests coming up. So, Bobby, right. get some uh, music queued up for us, and then Jeff, thanks for tuning in again. Oh, 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 what? Hey, what? Hey, oh, what? Hey. 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 The, the big, the big event of of the weekend, okay, is the DB10 at the after show at Dimmit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the only place in Florida that I know that they said that it would be at. So the the, the actual DB10 from the movie Spectre, I think it's the hero car. I think is going to be at. At Dimmit this this Saturday at about you know nine or so. Oh, okay. Don't forget that. Okay, so cars and coffee starts at seven. Actually, gets starts at yep. six. Okay, and then right afterwards at eight o'clock, everybody's blowing out and heading over to Dimmit to check out the new DB10. Jeff, I'll be in touch. I'll see you this weekend. I'll be on the phone. In the meantime, Talk to you. Uh, Bobby's got something Enjoy. really cool. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for calling in. And don't forget, Speed Culture app, man. Speed Culture. Download Speed Culture. What do we got? Cute up there, Bobby. We got Quick Silver Messenger Service, Pride of Man. Quick Service Messenger. Bay Area Silver Messenger Service. Did I say it right? Okay, Bay Area Band, actually a band I used to listen to when I grew up in California back when I was a little. When I was a wee one, eh? Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Dig the Groovy, Psychedelic Band, Quick Silver.
listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Frustrated looking for car shows? Want the latest in automotive news? How about videos and podcasts? Well, check out Speed Culture, the comprehensive automotive app now available on Google Play and the App Store. Speed Culture brings you motorsports event listings based on your current location. Speed Culture also brings you the latest news feeds, videos, podcasts, and more. Speed Culture, the automotive enthusiast mobile app. For more information, check out speedcultureapp.com and download it today. Okay, we're back. Bobby, you want to make some Christmas announcements? Besides where we're going to be at the parade this weekend, right? Maybe? Well, uh, yes, we have. Uh, let's go through the quickly go through the Nostalgic Radio and Cars holiday calendar. Um, we got the Largo's Old Fashioned Christmas Parade, sponsored by the La- Greater Largo Merchants Association. That's a parade market and food, tr- <coughs> and food trucks. Um, that is the 19th of <coughs> December. That's this Saturday. From uh, starting at 12 o'clock, um, that's when you will see the big nostalgic radio and car sleigh moving around with a toy on top that we won't announce just yet, but you'll see it. It'll be a big red. Se- I mean, it'll be a big secret. Big red, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big secret. <laughs> so um, be sure that you're out there on the streets of uh, downtown Largo, right behind the uh, Ulmer Park Plaza, and uh, watch us out there. Um, also, we got the nostalgic radio and cars Christmas special coming up uh, next. Tuesday, which is December 22nd. Be sure to listen for, uh, we'll bring you the most unique Christmas clips and music, just like we try to do with our normal music. Yeah, and our special That's guest is going to be the guys from Mob Steel from the TV show. So we're going to have Adam on and maybe some of the other guys from his TV show. But the big surprise, we're not going to say it yet, but we got a really special New Year's Eve show, right, Bobby? The New Year's Eve special that we cannot reveal yet will be on Tuesday, December 29th at... 7 o'clock, right here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Okay, great, super. Now, hey, let me just recap what we did this weekend. We did, This weekend we went ahead and we uh, we went to the Porsche thing down there. But um, over the weekend, or actually last week or so, we got in, hooked up with some friends of ours, and they're going to be coming on the radio show. And Speed Culture, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Gulfstream Motorsports, and possibly Hollywood Wheels might be teaming up with this uh, new charity organization. Actually, it's an organization that's really doing a really good cause. And it's called Rock Against Trafficking. Now, for all you guys that aren't familiar with human trafficking, this is a pretty serious issue. Now, we think of it 
in a lot of third world countries, we think of it in places like Russia, the Mideast, the Far East, and so forth, and South America. But you know what? It's real big and real bad here in the United States. You know, I tell everybody, hey, hang on to your kids, tether them, whatever you got to do, but just watch them. Anybody that you love and you care for, these people are extremely ruthless. Now, we're going to do a special show with these guys. It just so happens some of them are in the cars, and that's a good thing. So you know how we are with Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We start out with cars, and if we segue into something else, sometimes we veer off and we do a little political stuff. But we also try to, you know, touch base on some of the... You know, human events, things that are going on, and political events and things like that. Like uh, in about an, less than an hour, I think the uh, debate's going to be on, right, tonight, Bobby? It's true, 8.30. 8.30, okay. So we should be back uh, in time for that. But anyway, Bobby, got our guests on the line? I do. You do. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to play a little, uh, a little song, and we're going to do a little clip, and then I'm going to introduce our special guest for the evening. He's a friend of mine. Uh, I see him all the time at some of the major auctions around here. Very, very interesting guy. Stick around. Don't miss this interview, okay? Bobby, what do you got queued up for us? We got some Muddy Waters here. Muddy Waters. Wow, we haven't played any blues in a long time, so that's pretty cool. What are you doing here, then? I hunt grizz. Grizz? Grizzer bears, Pilgrim. I collect the claws. I had one in that thicket back there, ready to shake hands until you come along. I'm sorry, then. That you look. <laughs> Hungry, too, huh? Come on. 
You know how to skin Grizz? I can skin most anything. You sure are cocky for a starving pilgrim. How's it be? Go in, get warm, get yourself something to eat. I've got a chore to finish. Now, boy, are you sure that you can skin Grizz? Just as fast as you can find him. <laughs> Okay, we're back, and that was a little sequence we played from the movie Jeremiah Johnson. It was kind of cool. Anyway, it's time to introduce my special guest for the evening. This gentleman is also a PR guy like myself. He's an author. He's a promoter. He works with Bonhams in their motoring department. He's uh, got his own clothing line called Bench and Loom. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Jared Zaug. Jared, are you there? Hey, Robert. How are you? Pretty good. Did I pronounce your last name right, Zaug? Yeah, it's uh, Swiss German, so you would say Zaug, or if you're uh, an American, it, you just say Zog. Either way is fine with me. Okay, excellent. So, you're uh, you're out in you're still out west, but you're not in the Bay Area anymore. You're where near Utah, someplace, right? Yeah, we're at the southern end of the Salt Lake Valley. Uh, if anyone's ever gone skiing at Snowbird or Alta, we're at the mouth of Little Cottonwood Canyon. There. Excellent, excellent. So, Jared, give us a little background on yourself here, real quick. Tell us how you got involved in the uh, car, bike, and uh, you know world, so to speak? Well, it was kind of uh, serendipity, I suppose. I was raised by a father who loved classic cars, primarily British cars, and uh, got into bikes through my brother and his friends and uh, other friends at college and so forth. And then how I got into it professionally was uh, kind of a a long, winding route, but it was through um, motorcycles, and it was through an event my wife and I produced called Legend of the Motorcycle, uh, Concord Elegance, and Bonhams ended up hosting an auction at that event, and my relationship with Bonhams grew, and uh, soon they asked me to help them with uh, media outreach for their motoring department for the cars and bikes, which I gladly accepted. I've been doing that for many years now, and I love it. I work with them in uh, the United States. Don't work with them necessarily in their uh, European sales, but just here in the U.S., so Scottsdale, Amelia Island, uh, Quail Lodge, Las Vegas, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it. Excellent. Now, tell us a little bit about the event, uh, the Legends of the Motorcycle. That was where? That was out by Half Moon Bay someplace in that area, wasn't it? Yeah, on the ocean, Half Moon Bay, just south of San Francisco. We did it 2006, 2007, 2008, and the premise was we didn't start off wanting to produce an event. Um, I've been going to Pebble Beach for a long time. Um, I love those type of events, and I was always curious why there weren't motorcycles, because I love bikes and I love cars. And uh, it was just something that, uh, you know, kept gnawing on me, and I thought, well, for sure there's got to be 
an event like this for bikes or an event that incorporates bikes. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized that there really wasn't. And so my wife and I decided to create an event to create a Pebble Beach-style event specifically for motorcycles with serious judging that emphasized the uh, history, the engineering, and especially the people behind motorcycling. Um, the Art of the Motorcycle had come out a couple years prior. That was a massive hit at the Guggenheim, as everybody knows, and it put motorcycles um, at the forefront of, of, uh, of popular culture in a way that nothing else had before. So that was really a boon as well. Anyway, we created this event. We got a lot of people involved. Uh, people came from all over the world to judge. Uh, people came from all over the world to show bikes, to attend. And it was really a lot of fun. We did it for those three years. And then after 2008, we retired it. And as a result, Pebble Beach announced that they would create a class for motorcycles. And Ed Gilbertson, who's a good friend, who was Pebble Beach's chief judge, was also our chief judge. And for a long time, he had been trying to get motorcycles into Pebble Beach and wasn't very successful. But as a result of this, uh, it ended up uh, being a class at Pebble Beach and then Villa d'Este followed suit and other events as well. So I felt that uh, both Brooke, my wife, and I felt that we had kind of accomplished our goal, and that is help elevate motorcycles on to the same level as really uh, important cars. And I think we succeeded in that. So that's kind of the uh, kind of the history behind that. Well, you know, and, and you know what? I guess you could sit there and say that, uh, yeah, you kind of initiated that because the last five or six years that I've been going to Pebble, um, way out in the back lawn there overlooking the water, they have a special motorcycle display, and it's, uh, it's done very well. Yeah, they do. And Amelia Island has had one for a long time, too. And there are a lot of events that have them now. And I think it's really good. And I don't know of an event that has created um, or, or, or shows or judges motorcycles quite on the same extent. I know there's some good events. There's, there's one down there in Florida near Orlando, uh, riding into history. But um, regardless of, of how thorough it is or how small or how large, I'm just happy to see bikes out there. I think most guys like you, like me, uh, love cars and like bikes. I don't think it's the fish or fowl like maybe the perception used to be. I think people who appreciate great old cars have the same feeling for great old bikes. And, you know, they're, they're, they're I think, very complimentary. And it's, it's nice to see them out there. It really is. And also getting the attention they deserve. They've got incredible stories, you know. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, too, because like a lot of car guys, myself included, as well as yourself, we are, too. A lot of us started out on bikes because when we were young, you didn't have a driver's license, so you gravitated to bikes. You know, first you did a bicycle, then you did a motorcycle, and then obviously eventually you do the car. Some people stay with bikes. But let me ask you this, um, Jared. Mm -hmm. Which bikes, uh, what what style of bike do you like? I mean, what's your, I mean, we you know, as bike guys, we like them all. Same thing with cars. But do you have any preference? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's hard. I But if I had to focus it would be on the 1930s oh really i just i just think the design and the engineering of bikes in the 1930s is just it's just completely distinct it's beautiful it is beautiful in a feminine way but it's also uh you know got performance and and an engineering in a masculine way there were you know that was um you know it was the great depression so a lot of those bikes 
uh, were just kind of flashes in the pan. They came out. They were incredible. They were wonderful. They were well-engineered, all of that, but they didn't sell. So very few of them are around or left. Or um, it's, And I think a lot of them aren't appreciated very well. You know, you see the values in bikes like uh, Breath Superior that are just going through the roof. That's from that era. But um, there are a lot of bikes from the 1930s that are just unknown. People haven't heard of them, haven't seen them, don't know anything about them, and they're incredible. And I love bikes from, you know, the 60s. Uh, there's some great bikes from the 70s, great bikes from the 50s. Uh, I think they're even, you know, they're even great bikes from, from, from our, you know, now and today. But if I had to narrow it, I guess I'd say the 1930s. Well, that was a you know the Art Deco period and the Machine Age kind of a, you know they kind of tail ended each other a little bit. And you mentioned the Bro yeah. Superior. You know Lawrence of Arabia made that bike very very famous. You know because that was his. It was the Rolls Royce of motorcycles back in the day. It was. He owned uh, he owned uh, seven or eight of them. He died on one of them. They cost the equivalent of the time of most people's um, homes, and. Um, they were famously referred to as the Rolls Royce of motorcycles, and George Bruff, who was a uh, a flashy promoter, instantly latched on to that and used it in his advertising. But I prefer to call them the Bentley of motorcycles because of their performance. Rolls Royce uh, doesn't really have any performance, any competition history, but Bentley certainly does, and Bruff Superior certainly did, uh, as far as um, long distance races, speed trials so forth. So, um, yeah, fascinating history, fascinating bikes. That's interesting you mentioned that, too, because even today, you know, Bentley is associated with performance, where Rolls-Royce is kind of more or less uh, more a reserved, you know, uh, stately type of vehicle, you know. And, yeah. And, okay, yeah. great. Uh, let me you like speed, you don't typically look towards Rolls-Royce. But, um, yeah, great cars. Bentley, great cars. Now, what, what else you get going on? Tell me a little bit about this uh, Bench and Loom deal. This is a, a clothing line that, you, that you're working on? Yeah, it's an online clothing shop for men. We carry um, mostly other lines, and our, our niche is um, kind of the classic lesser-known brands that are kind of hard to find. They've got a story to them. Some of them are legends. They are made by families or companies that have been around for maybe 100 years, 200 years in some cases, or they are new and they're legends in the making. Um, we're talking about um, kind of heirloom quality items, things that are not necessarily trends or fads, but as guys, whether that's me personally or research, um, you know, we like to buy, not shop. And the furthest thing from most of our minds is shopping. And so when we buy something... We buy it for the long term. If, I, if I'm going to invest, you know, I don't know, $600 in a leather jacket, I want to be able to wear it in 20 years. I don't want it to be something like bell bottoms where I look foolish in, in a few years. Anyway, that was kind of the premise. We moved from San Francisco to Utah, and uh, we've got three little boys, so it was kind of a lifestyle change. And there weren't too many choices out here, so that's something that my wife and I uh, started. And we carry brands that are made here in America and in Europe and in Japan. And what's interesting for a lot of guys, they say, well, why Japan? Well, Japan, I will briefly say, has a fascinating um, ethos where everything they do is just this hypertension to detail. It's kind of, I don't know if this is accurate, but this is what I liken it to, and that is the, the idea of making a samurai sword. Um, they put that same type of focus and detail into everything, even their clothes, and they have been responsible for 
kind of resurrecting this this interest in Americana. They have taken something that we have taken for granted, whether it's you know salvaged denim or uh, something to that effect, or or really good you know handmade leather boots, and they've taken it to a new level, and it's given rise to this resurgence in this kind of Americana. And while it was born here in America, it is thanks to the Japanese. And so I just give you that side note to explain, you know, why is it important to carry brands from Japan? That's the reason. They're kind of, you know, carrying the torch for us. So we carry some uh, lesser-known brands from Japan, United States, and uh, Western Europe. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that. And let me just comment on this, or let me ask you, um, talking about guys and talking about buying things. And would you would it be fair to say that guys are like you said we buy things we don't shop but that guys are more brand loyal than women yeah they definitely are um women like to shop of course we're talking about this is this is you know generalizations here but it's also um supported by research but women enjoy the activity of shopping kind of like a sport men we don't want to spend the time on it we don't want to go find parking we don't want to speak to sales associates we don't like trying stuff on, it's just the idea of we'd rather be doing so many different things, whether that is, you know, watching the game, working in the yard, or taking a nap, whatever. And uh, so, guys, guys, um, they they do they do buy for the long term. They do they 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 don't want to worry about continually what's in fashion. And I think that there is a sense of kind of timeless classical style without being, you know, stodgy or stuff, you're looking like a grandfather, that things that are always going to remain and look good, and you may pay a little bit more for it, but you're, you're kind of amortizing it. Well, if I wear that so many times, then, you know, the cost per wear is a dollar or, or whatever the case may be. So um, more and more people are, we're finding, are, 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 are opening up to that. It's kind of like where your food comes from. More people today think about where their food comes from and they're thinking the same thing about clothing. Not all the time, but for the higher-priced items, they want to know how was it made, where was it made, where does it come from, is it going to last, am I paying just for some designer's name, you know, that's stitched on, on the inside, or am I paying for quality and, and craftsmanship? So that's kind of the whole concept behind it. Well, it's interesting because right now you have everybody in the studio giggling here, all the guys, because that's true. We can all relate to that, you know. I mean, we're traditionalists, and I don't know about you, but I still have the same Craftsman tools I bought when I was in high school because when I buy a good tool, I want it to last. When I walk into Sears and my drill doesn't work, he says, well, you're just going to have to replace it. What do you mean I'm going to have to replace it? I want you to fix it. Well, we don't fix stuff anymore. We replace stuff. I said, but I've had this drill since, like, 1973. They go, well, it's time to get a new drill. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, hey, I still have the car I had in high school. So, you know, talk about somebody's <laughs> mainstay. But anyway, okay, that's pretty interesting. I like that. that was, you know, and, you know, we've never really actually carried on this, this style of dialogue. So this is real, real, real um, kind of interesting here. Well, guys, guys, most guys I know don't, like, don't talk about clothes. I mean, if I see Robert, I'm going to say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? But if, you're, if you've got a cool pair of boots or a cool jacket, I'm going to say, hey, that's cool. Where'd you get that? And you'll tell me. But typically, that's not part of our conversation. We'd rather talk about a lot of other things. So, you know, it's uh, it, 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 it's interesting, for sure. Okay. Now, tell us about the books. Um, I got a thing here where you're, I was reading your bio, and uh, Man of the World magazine, you do some uh, writing for them. Uh, am I pronouncing this right? Menom magazine? And see, Menome. Menom Japan. Yeah. Oh, Menome. Okay, okay. Uh, Ralph Lauren and... Uh, and, and CNN style. So you're kind of a contributor for them. You write articles uh, concerning what? Fashion and style and things of that nature? Lifestyle? 
Most, mo- mostly, mostly about automotive. Oh, okay. I'll be interviewed. Um, the LA Times will call me, and they'll, they'll. Uh, I, I did an interview <coughs> with them about um, about Japanese Americana and and the the interest in 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 well made denim. But primarily, what I do is uh, automotive, whether that's cars or bikes, so motoring, and it's not necessarily. Um, brass tacks. I mean, I'm not an expert. I've never passed myself off as any kind of a motoring expert. I am definitely an enthusiast, but where where I where I think I do well is kind of at the intersection of motoring and how it um, you know, a popular culture, current affairs, style, those types of things. You know, uh, I think so much of our culture, at least as Americans and in Western culture, there is uh, there are influences of, of cars and motorcycles, and that whether that is in movies, in uh, fashion, in um, uh, you know uh, museum exhibits like the Guggenheim. I mean, there's so much that has to do with cars and bikes, and that's kind of what I write to or talk about. And I've only just started at Man of the World. In September, but it's been, it's, I mean, that's a great magazine that's based in New York City. It's a quarterly. It's extremely well done. They've got a good eye. They've got a good taste. They always hired the best photographers. We just did a piece on the, uh, Ferrari's, uh, new 488 Spider. And that issue just came out, uh, what's today? Tuesday. It just came out on Friday. So just four days ago. And it is gorgeous. So, uh, I'm working with Man of the World, and then I'll contribute to uh, Ralph Lauren magazine. Mostly that's been on historical things like uh, Tatsu Nuvolari or Brust Superior even, or the motorcycle cannonball that happens every two years across the country. Um, and I've also contributed and still do for Scene in Style on a variety of things like the uh, electric cars that were unveiled at, at Frankfurt in September at IAA, um, you know, Porsche and um, what they're doing, uh, people are saying trying to take Tesla's crown, or, you know, exciting things like that. So not just things with historical content, context, but also um, modern and, and the future of motoring. A while back, I saw a uh, video on YouTube, and uh, I thought it was very, very well put together, and it was very classy and elegant, and you were being basically interviewed, I guess, to some extent, but it was talking about a book that you wrote. Tell us about that a little bit. And that book you actually had oh, yeah. at, at Monterey, because I saw the book there, was, and, and, and you authored that book, so to speak, or helped contribute to it. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's called uh, Gentlemen, Start Your Engines, and it's really a book about all of the incredible sports and racing cars that have gone through Bonhams. And I've been working with Bonhams for several years, and they have so many just mind-blowing cars that cross their auction block, whether that's in the United States or that's in Europe. And the only record of that is the catalogs that you get for the sale. And then after the sale's over, then you either put the catalog on your shelf or you give it to a friend or you throw it away. And that's really kind of the only, I guess, record of these cars. And they've got such good photography, and they've got really good editorial and a lot of information. And these cars and their sales are always used as a benchmark for... um, you know, valuing cars or insuring cars, or it, it, it's, a, it's a benchmark of the market and or, as a lot of people like to call it, the hobby. 
especially in the collector car world. And so I went to Bonhams and I said, you have all of these cars, and there are so many that deserve to be in a coffee table style book that has, you know, this this longevity to it. I don't know if that's the right word, but there's, you know, something that lasts that people can look at as opposed to searching online or thumbing through years of old catalogs. And Bonham said, you know, that's a great idea, but, you know, we're very busy, so if you want to make that happen, go for it. We'll give you access to our archives, our photography, all of those things, but that's, you know, if you want to do that, we'll work with you, but you have to take the initiative on that. I said, okay. So I went to some publishers, and Gestalten, based in Berlin, was very interested. And long story short, they ended up publishing the book, and we focused on sports and racing cars uh, through the ages. So we start with, you know, um, uh, pioneering motor cars, and we, and we end, I think, with uh, with a McLaren. So it's kind of, it's, it's a nice selection of about 100, uh, no, about, about 75 cars in about 300 richly illustrated pages that just kind of gives a nice breadth or overview of the 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 evolution of the sports car. And the reason we focused on sports cars was because if it weren't for the desire for speed, cars as we know them today wouldn't exist. Just about everything that has uh, that has contributed to the inv- to advancement of motoring is because somebody wanted it in a race car. Uh, I mean, there's just I can give you a hundred different examples, and so that was that was all right. Let's let's focus on sports and racing because that is the reason why we have the cars that we have today. Even if you're driving a minivan, you are benefiting from advancements that were made during some period to a race car. So that was the, that was the idea. It came out in um, it was released in June, and it's done very well. And it's even being um, printed in Italian. And it's um, yeah, it's you know it's it's been a really a really positive. I've met a lot of great people through it, and it's gotten good reviews. I think it's been good for Bonds. It's been good for me, and people enjoy it. And because it's not, um, I guess, esoteric or really focused on uh um how do i say this it's 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 not for the nerd and so it appeals to um it appeals to people that may not uh make cars their life or know a ton about cars and i think that's a positive because it's getting it's reaching a a a broad group and i bumped into somebody i was in germany and i bumped into someone at a bookstore who was talking about buying this book for their boyfriend and I casually said to this girl, I said, you know, that's a really good book because you know, I didn't want to say, oh, yeah, that's my book. But it just was funny that I happened to be there happy that my book was at this bookstore. And this girl's talking to her girlfriend about buying this for her boyfriend. And anyway, we had this great conversation. We And we ended up laughing about it because I ended up telling her, well, you know, I have to admit I am biased because that's my book. But, you know, it was it was a it was a great affirmation that this book appeals to a lot of different people. And I think that's a good thing. Well, that's excellent. Now, we got three minutes left. Just uh, in one minute, a minute and a half, can you tell us about some of the feature cars at Bonhams at uh, Scottsdale? Yes. Oh, yes. They've got a car that I am just enamored with. It is a 1958 Fiat 8D Zagato Elaborata, and it's one of five made. 
It's gorgeous. I mean, I love cars from that era as well, but it's gorgeous. It's a sports and racing car. It is, you know, like all the Italian cars of that era, uh, hand-built. I love anything made by Zagato, but this car is really special. And it was raced. It has racing history, which, you know, everybody wants. And But even more interestingly, it was, um, let's see here. I'm trying to find her name. It was raced by a woman. And I, uh, her name escapes me at the moment, but it's fascinating history, glamorous, beautiful, rare, unique, and uh, that is, that's one of the star cars that Bonds is going to have at Scottsdale. And then they've also got a massive lineup of sports cars, primarily from Germany and Italy. And so when I say Germany, lots and lots and lots of great Porsches from the 356 uh, Pre-A up to, you know, uh, great uh, 2.7 RSs and, you know, 911s and Targas and Carreras. And, I mean, just some great cars. And then from Italians, they've got some good Maseratis, some good Ferraris, uh, ESO. They've got a really nice selection of sports cars, which I think we're all interested in. And then they've also got, you know, the cars that uh, they, they do well with, you know, some some good barn finds, some old tours, um you know, a really nice selection of cars. But I'm excited about those Italian and German sports cars. Excellent. Now, if people want to find out more about uh, you, how do they go about doing that? If they want to follow you, Jared. Ah, um, let's see. Well, with regard to social media, I have kind of... Um, You're kind of private? <laughs> no, I've... I've I, well, you know, I, it, that's funny. It's because... I'm good at promoting my businesses, but not myself. And okay. So I've never had a per- I've never had a personal Facebook or Twitter, but I do have a personal Instagram, and that is just Jared Zog. And then Bonhams. And then Bonham. Yeah, uh, Bonhams.com slash Scottsdale or Bonhams.com slash Vegas for the Las Vegas motorcycle auction. Both okay. are in January. Both are stellar. All right. Jared, we're out of time. i got 15 seconds to close out the show. I want to thank you very much for coming on my radio show this evening. This is Jared Saug with Bonhams and along with a lot of other things. But anyway, hey, thank you for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and check out our show every Tuesday night, 7 8 p.m. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. Straight.